0: Hello and welcome to Untethered, a safe space where you will learn how to educate and empower yourself around your abundance, sovereignty and finances
1: and maybe a few other areas while we're at it. I'm Abby Rose and I'm Claudine Jane. Together we are here to create community, share experiences and grow as a collective without limitations.
0: Now is the time to break down barriers, challenge conventions and discover
1: a higher purpose and legacy. So grab a cuppa and come and join us as we delve deeper into your infinite potential.
0: Welcome Welcome to to our community community and and welcome welcome to Untethered.
1: Hello, Untethered community. It's been a few weeks. It has. Last week we were in Perth, the week before that. You did jump in later. You did jump in later. Mm -hmm. But yes, nice to be together for cuppa and chats. We're going to talk about budgeting and I really believe when it comes to convolutedness, Oh, we don't need that. Less is more.
0: Less is so much more. So, I want to just quickly jump in before anyone goes, "Oh, budgeting, I'm not going to bother listening to this. It's not what you think." We we don't have budgets. We don't have budgets. No. You can actually ditch the budget, <laughs> throw it out. It's a piece of shit.
1: No.
0: <laughs> we don't no. have we
1: don't have traditional budgets. I think budgets is like a real It's a bad word. So
0: budgeting is like the density of it. It's like nobody wants to budget.
1: Mm. Nobody wants to budget. It sounds like a chore. It's It's tedious. It's
0: annoying. It's actually the minute you even set a budget, it's pretty much obsolete
1: and they're going to stick to that budget anyway by setting the budget
0: i know right i mean it's a it can give a good framework Mm. but it also can really drive a lot of unwanted feelings and emotions around transacting after mm. the budget has set because it's like oh it's not in the budget so
1: it's kind of like it kind of makes your money a bit murky
0: or it makes it like rigid mm. really rigid and you know what
1: life happens also does it also doesn't work it's a bit like you know i'm just giving an example someone gives up smoking i'm just giving me as an example gave up smoking when the cigarettes were not in the house i was very rigid I really, I was fanging for a cigarette, right? When I kept, I kept, <laughs> a box, I kept a box of cigarettes above the oven, and I'm a shorter, so to get those would have been really a lot of work. But knowing that they were there, knowing I just had that, and I set that little bubble, never wanted one, right? Yeah. I feel sometimes if we have that budget in concrete, and then we're told, we tell ourselves, really, you cannot spend money on that. You cannot have the luxury. You cannot do this. Well, well has, this is what oh, I even... feel good.
0: This is what I even teach in Wealth Wisdom. Like, mm. we're going to get into it next week. Yeah. Now we've done transmutation, but it's about what, you know, what you can use instead of a budget because a budget doesn't work with the human psychology. Like, yeah. human psychology isn't a set... And forget, or it's not like if you set these figures, stuff happens. We have things that we want to invest in, or something
1: will happen, and new it's things un- crop up all the planned. time. Yeah, all the time. So how so, can we do that without? We want to be, we don't want to be so rigid and disciplined, but we also don't want to go off the rails and go. Oh, I don't need a budget. I like to talk, I do like to talk about conscious spending plans. Conscious spending plans. Yes, but it's not even like
0: one of the biggest things we have to shift out of Mm. before you even look at your spending plan or look at your budget um, is shifting away from dollar values. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing because when you can move away from, oh, I'll give you an example, right? So one of my clients, he had a bit of shame or guilt around his spendings on food, always going out and buying food. And we're just looking at one figure, the amount that you're spending. And we're not actually looking at what that figure is in correlation to your earnings and Mm -hmm. I think this is where the power actually lies because when we move out of dollar amounts and into percentages then we actually change our relationship towards that so for example let's say he was spending you know three hundred dollars a week on eating out right? $300 a week on eating out. Oh my God, that is massive. But is it? Because money is actually relative. And if you earn, say, $600 a week and you're spending $300 a week, that's 50% of your income. So you're spending 50% of your income on eating out. So maybe we could make a slight adjustment there. But if you earn say $1,500 a week or, you know, two grand a week and you're spending $300, then that's working out to be like 20, 30%. And also the
1: ease of life, right? I always think, all right, if I'm gonna invest, everything is an investment in my life if I'm gonna invest money into something, how is that helping me? So for him, him spending that money is actually um, positively affecting him in other areas. It's benefiting him, right? Because
0: he's looking at it as, oh, I'm spending money on eating out. And I say, well, you gotta eat right so if you were spending money on buying groceries and eating out and you had a lot of wastage then of course Mm -hmm. maybe let's address some of those spending habits but you're not buying groceries and throwing you're like buying your food and eating it and you're spending $300 a week so so I think that the relationship to the spending changes when we look at percentages um, to total revenue as opposed to amounts and this is where in the wealth wisdom um, I, sh- I share the, the strategies that we can use to implement conscious spending, conscious mm. consumerism. So the decisions that we're making in our everyday life on how we're spending our money comes from a place of feeling, feeling the exchange, feeling the um, benefit So of we're not that. an
1: automatic pilot anymore. No, we're not. So the thing is, we're you know we are, we either have an app on our phone now or an ATM card, and we just it is we just go tap tap and go the tap Ooh, and go. Yeah. So how and that tap and go at the time is fine. It's convenient. That night we might be quite anxious about how many tap and goes we did that day. How can we? Can you suggest something about that? Oh
0: yeah, of course. So again, it's going to depend on the nature of the spending, but I like to like split my spending, right? So when it comes to things related to my projects and the organization, it's always going to be on the card, bank transfers through the, through the account. Um, but when it comes to my own personal spending, um, I actually like to give myself a little budget (laughs) I allocate myself some cash right and every week every fortnight or every every couple of weeks it's actually very sporadic because I don't have consistent behavior I like to change it up a bit Um, but I will take cash and I'll put it aside and each week I'll have a certain amount of cash that I allow myself to spend so instead of hitting the tap and go every time I've got physical cash in my wallet so I have that actual um, behavior of handing cash over and it's a different feeling when you can also see how much you've got left i can oh yeah i can see how much i've got left so you know i'll give myself a bit of spending money and that's you know if i want to go through maccas and get a coffee or if Mm. i want to get a little handbag or something or you know you
1: know what i mean so it's for me personally so it's like but it's just to say mm, this amount of money is just me. For me and it's away from all the other list of things
0: yeah and it's like I then feel abundant mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm getting cash and I it's like remember when you were a kid and you used to get pocket money I give myself pocket money yes. right and out of that pocket money I I I spend it and it's funny because I even watch my spending habits because I used to be frivolous, you know. I used to spend from a place of trying to fill a void inside of me. Anytime mm-hmm. I felt shit, I'd go retail therapy, mm. I'd spend heaps, and then I'd sink even in a worse emotional state because I spent money on it. Because that night, enough. that night <laughs> you're yeah. sitting there going, cool. Right? Yeah. this is That was a reality for me. Until I moved out of that, and now it's like um, I don't have the frivolous spending. I have the conscious spending where um, I will buy something, just because i genuinely like it or i genuinely mm. want it or i genuinely need it and i'm always provided for and i'm not trying to fill a void and it's funny i allocate myself that pocket money but i don't necessarily spend it all like mm. i allocated pocket money for when we went to perth and i've still got more than 80 in the in my wallet from perth i'm like oh wow i didn't you know i i think that need to spend mm. money, like I actually feel feel good that the cash is still there and now I get to And the focus was on
1: other things actually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When the focus is of kind of want, want what or I feel I should do this. Especially you know when we go on holiday, right? Mm-hmm. We weren't on holiday last week. But if you did go on a holiday trip, you know, you allocate a fund, in a way it's kind of like, oh I've got it here, you feel obligated, I'll I'll buy that key ring and then I'll do this and I'll go on that tour and and did you really even want to do all the things? But because your budget allocated, you know, mm, two grand spending to do for the, the sake holiday of spending. At, Yeah, spending for the sake of spending. So when yeah. you're conscious, you know, that conscious spending, mm. it is still being a bit ordered. We're not being frivolous. We are ordered. Mm-hmm. But when I see a budget in front of me in a little spreadsheet, I no, feel no. hemmed in. It doesn't make me feel good. How can we actually still have um, a logistically practical list of things that we pay for more like a conscious yep. spending plan we know this much is coming in every yeah yep. how can we do that well we don't
0: okay so especially in business there's a few things firstly we have to move out of week to week and that can be really hard for some people um, so I use a cash flow strategy guide to help people shift out of that week to week and we go month by month right and we look at your actual last three months of incomes and outgoings right and based on actual data we create a cash strategy that fits for you right and there's a bit of room to move instead of using budgets and figures we use percentages based on actuals coming in and going out right so then we can set those parameters with a slight tweak to suit your future goal right and we have to move out of the week to week and into the month by month and when you do that wait what was the question
1: it's about instead of having a rigid icky budget Conscious spending. If someone's still wants, yeah, the I need, you strategy. need some parameters still right. around so to the discipline. So when
0: we implement this strategy, we use a bit of a mixture of barefoot and profit first mm-hmm. and it's percentages and we set our accounts. Now this cash flow strategy in the public sector is like five accounts. This cash flow strategy in the private sector is two. Sometimes three, Mm. it's very, very interesting how life is simpler in the private, but Mm. for the sake of everyone in this group, everyone listening, you're probably in the public sector still, and that's okay. So five accounts. Right. I remember I would see some people. They would have budgets set, and they would have like a list of ten different accounts. One would be for rent. One would be for that car. That would just be so for...
1: overwhelming for me. I get Mate, up, can't do it thinking about can't it. Can't
0: do it. Right. Yeah. So we have some specific accounts, and we rename them. Now, when we implement this cash flow strategy, it uses the psychology of your brain, of your human activity as well. So that when you physically log into your bank account and you see the amounts that are in there, you know exactly. What has been allocated to what exactly what you can spend, and you start to build a little bit of a buffer for yourself so you start to create some safety. So what's the
1: renaming bit you just mentioned? So
0: I rename our accounts, right? Because you've got to have an incoming account where it all comes in and then it gets allocated to different areas. Um, But then basically you've just got a living account, um, personal living account, a business account, and a saver account. There's also a tax account attached to that. But it's anyone who's got a tax savings account, we basically just get rid of that when we move into the we private. It's in the so, private.
1: Good. so your food fuel and fun, right? Food fuel and fun. Right? Food fuel is that your personal?
0: No, because What's that? Your so explain your it to fuel me. It can be business. Your right. business, yeah. right? So okay. so your personal it's it's going to depend. Your personal spending and it's hard too because in the private personal and or business is kind of mixed in together. But um We separate personal and business. Always separate personal and business. If you've got bank accounts running and you've got a mixture all over the place, you're just making it a nightmare for yourself. We wanna have business accounts. In your business expense accounts, you should have at least three months of trading, trading expenses, right? So this is expenses that is directly related to the running of your business. This is not additional expenses like
1: marketing that you might do Mm -hmm. in the future, business development. This is just the same
0: This is just the meat and potatoes. And so in the public, they're
1: businesses and in the private, they'd be your projects sitting under your private entity. Yes.
0: Right? And I always say, rule of thumb, three months worth, that's all you need in that account. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, unless you're going to be off work for longer than three months, like I think I'm always creating, so that will never happen. Um, And then you have a saver attached to that right and the saver is your is your what's not allocated to you or allocated to a business expense goes into that saver and that saver then when you want to make a decision of oh should I invest in um you know this project and can I contribute to this or
1: should I pay for some extra marketing yeah you'll know
0: that that doesn't come from your direct business cost that will come from the saver what's in the flush and if you don't have it there just by looking at your account you go oh no I can't invest in that yet Mm -hmm. it might take another couple of weeks or a month or two or let's build up a little bit more that makes sense right so what it the whole concept of this and then you sorry you will have it go to your personal as well and then you can split your personal to different savers too um and living costs but but just for the purposes of business having this model i literally have watched people increase the, their equity by over 300% and i even did that for myself and when i implemented this bot, this this model this was very pivotal to me stepping into financial freedom because what happened was i was no longer bound by the rigidity and the rigid constraints of profit and loss balance sheet cash um, you know cash flow reports and and budgets and all of this all of these reports we have to do and bass statements and all of that kind of crap well
1: in the, and now, you went away from that because you're in the private now totally didn't to private
0: didn't have to do any of that so my money management now became some personal personal to me. So I actually got to create, you know, um, key point indicators, right? Just markers for myself to look at around my money that one didn't feel overwhelming 2 Wasn't confusing. And three, I could pull the figure at the click of a button, right? So I can, right? So I can pull the figures and the only figures I ever track is income, income coming in for the month and then my equity. So your equity is cash in bank. So my equity contains, you know, all the balances of my bank account and other assets that I'm holding. So as long as my equity is staying the same or increasing and my um, revenue, monthly revenue is staying the same or increasing, I'm happy. If there is a drop, I'll then go, okay, why did we drop? And I'll look, oh, okay, we went to Perth and we did this and I invested in that and we got the shipping from the Oracle decks or whatever, you know, and I'll know that there's a reason for it, but I don't actually need to list every single line, item, transaction, click zero, reconcile, reconcile, bookkeeping. Because you're not (laughs) (laughs) accountable to
1: that anymore.
0: You're not, you're totally not. Mm. And you know, we don't need to know, like there are a lot of people out there that love to micromanage their data. And I say, look, if, if that's empowering, right? If that makes you feel good. If you, if you're empowered by that, absolutely go ahead and do it. I'm an accountant. I used to do that. I used to, if my accounts were out by two cents, I would literally spend half an hour finding it. I was that anal retentive. Do you feel
1: freer now though? So
0: much freer. And I've even had clients that are just as anal retentive um, over their figures and needing to know where absolutely everything gone and in and out and da, da, da. And it's like that just clogs up. It just clogs you up because you're not free to create. You're not free when we create space and we're not worried about something. We actually can move into creation and and innovation. It
1: actually stops you from moving forward into the next step, into the next stage, into the next expansion of your business. A hundred percent because you're
0: focused on the past. You think about it, all the profit and loss and balance sheets and cash flow same. So a budget is a projection of the future. And it's nearly irrelevant because those budgets, this minute you set it, something could happen and it could completely change the next day. So it's just a guide. And then all the other reports are, f- from, are the from the past. Yeah. And if we're either stressing over the future or worried about the past, we're not actually in the moment That's with a our finances. Yeah. And that 100% is a block, right? So all your profit and loss and balance sheet and all that kind of crap, mm-hmm. it's like, It has its place but at the same time it's I see so many people that are disempowered by it and if you're disempowered by it get rid of it don't do it don't stress yourself out about it because we can actually create a simplified system that feels good for you when you just log in your bank account you go oh cool happy days That's financial freedom.
1: But it's also, you just mentioned before, the names of things. So I know some people who name their accounts in the most beautiful, uplifting words. Mm -hmm. Right? Can you give an example about that?
0: Oh, there's so many different um, names. It can be like the wealth well abundance oh. i always
1: talk about the abundance chest Yes. right your abundance chest is where yeah. your savings yep. go into yeah yeah actually yes.
0: someone calls it a war chest and now that you say that i'm like i don't like that war but, chest. but guess for war that chest person is no but
1: war you know it's really war for a war some people for a war chest that makes them feel safe and grounded and good you know like yeah prepared so you know right. everyone's everyone, everyone is, different. is different yeah so yes.
0: This is why money management that fits for you is important and I really believe like Renee is saying like they drill it into you when studying bookkeeping and accounting like like how they study book like train people bookkeeping accounting financial management what's what's pushed out in, in, <laughs> in traditional um, accounting business models yes. and stuff it's really disempowering and mm-hmm. a lot of business owners struggle Right, because they're constantly in the stress and the worry of like, haven't done my books, Mm. or they're outsourcing it to someone else. And then,
1: and when you're outsourcing that energy, right, when you outsource that energy in the private, we talk about being, you know, self responsible and bringing it in house. When you even outsource little tasks like that, you're taking the power and energy away of. For the good. Do you know what I mean? Well, it comes
0: back to this, right? Yeah. When it comes to managing your money um, in the private sector, like I'm all for outsourcing. I'm all for outsourcing for different outsourcing things. For different ease, things. Grace
1: and flow of life. But yes.
0: also when it comes to the, your finances, if you want to grow, if you want to build uh, more revenue and you want to create, then finances is something that you have to be across. You can't outsource it. And what I see is when people outsource, they then remove it completely from their awareness and they got no idea. I'll be like, how much money did you make last, no- um, last month? And they
1: they'll
0: don't say, know. oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you, I know how much money I make, but I'm not gonna sit down every month for like three hours and do all of my accounting. I've just got certain systems in place and things so that if I just briefly look at it. You can see. Right? And someone, I literally, literally, I was sitting down um, with a friend over in Perth, Liv. She's amazing. And we were talking about revenue and a business owner who knows their business and knows their customers and their revenue streams and the activity can, even without looking at the financials, knows what's happening in their business, right? A true business owner that's got their finger on the pulse doesn't have to know cross all the t's and dot all the i's to know what's going on and we sat there and discussed and i said okay well i've got this stream this stream this stream i've probably sold this much of this this much of this this much of this and we did a big calculation as to how much
1: idea right
0: and then i'm like let me check that and then we prorated it over the time frame and i was like oh yep that's right Mm. um so because i know what's going on in my business and i know what's happening i know how much i roughly and it fluctuates it's a little bit, but but when you increase it, you know, sustainable increases, you know, you you you're sort of on a trajectory and you just keep going up, right? And you just when you're creating and you're not worrying about the financial management, so I can keep creating, so the trajectory keeps going up. Keeps the only person up.
1: you're accountable to is yourself, you're not accountable in the private to a bookkeeper, accountant, tax no. agent. No zero myob all those things it's just yourself until you it's almost like you sloth all that off oh you've just got that in the middle so you were saying we don't want to look at the past right but we don't you know and about the future but say i have a goal i think in five years time i want to reach this goal if Mm -hmm. i'm conscious if i have a conscious spending plan or i'm you know, trying to be a little bit disciplined about reaching a goal, should we work backwards? If I think, okay, this goal is gonna cost me $300,000. How how does it work?
0: Okay, so when you're setting financial goals, firstly, it has to be realistic, right? So you have to look at your revenue streams and how you're currently making money, and then look at that goal and say, okay, if I wanna reach that goal based on how much I'm earning now, is that possible? Is it humanly possible? Because I have so many people come to me and they say, Abby, I want to make a million dollars. I want to make a million dollars in my business. And I truly believe everyone has a million dollar business. And I say, great. Okay. So how much are you currently earning a month? Oh, I don't know. Okay, cool. What's your revenue streams? Like, what do you do? What's your products? What's your services? And then we work out, oh, they're doing two grand a month. I'm like, okay, so you want to go from two grand a month to 80 grand a month. Yeah. Right. And then they go, oh. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Let's set a more realistic goal. Let's hit five five k months and do that consistently. Then let's hit ten k months and do that. Yes, then let's hit that there. thirty and then fifty and then seventy.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. You don't. You you can't go from two grand months to eighty grand months in one fell swoop. That's absolutely I mean, true. people do do it, but that's a fluke right? Yeah. It is. It is. It's lucky. It's good. Yes. It's good strategy. But even some, like I see a lot of coaches, they'll be like, 200K a month. Yeah. And I'm like,
1: because you had a launch. A 200K k months of revenue coming in and how much are their outgoings? I or, always think about that as well.
0: It's not even about the outgoings, right? Yeah. It's, they say I made a 200K a month and that's sales, yes. not cash in bank. Yes. Right. So they made a 200K month that's sales for like a 12 month coaching program. Right. That's going to start next month. And it's like, well, yeah, that's a 200K month for coaching that you're providing for the next 12 months.
1: Yes. So So that's a little bit. So that's, you know what I mean? So it's
0: it's a little bit deceptive. And a few people say
1: they have a million dollar business, but I'll go, was that over one year? Was it over 10? I see that good a lot
0: one. oh that's a good one that's did it a good take one. you did
1: it take you seven years that's fine if it did i'm not saying that i'm not a you know yeah yeah, yeah. but what i'm saying is it actually is all in the clarity
0: yeah and you got to be clear right if you want to set financial goals for yourself we have to be realistic mm-hmm. and we have to be clear yeah. right clear about the goal yes. so if you want to reach. 300k in 12 months. So there's you something need to go, I,
1: there's something I want, for example, 300k. Do I work backwards from that goal and go well to get to that amount?
0: No, or, or do you I have work to, towards it. So I actually I, there's two ways you okay. can reverse engineer yes. it, but you've also got to be realistic and look at what you're currently providing. What are the projects? Yes. What are the revenue streams? Yes, right. So whenever I so I set a goal for myself, whenever I set a financial goal, it. It's fucking crazy whenever i set a financial goal within three months i'll hit it okay. right because when you actually like tangibly write it down and plan it out but i'll actually i won't reverse engineer it I look at my revenue streams and then, and then I set my targets on those streams. Okay. So I'll be like, all right, I've got this stream and I want to do this many sales per month. I want this stream and this is this many sales per month. I'm gonna run this program, there's gonna be this many people in it, and there's gonna be and that's gonna be that much, right? So then I add it all up and I go, oh, there's my target, right? So that's my target then for the next 12 months. So then I'll know because this is what it comes down to it's not dollars in the bank it's not dollars in the bank it's souls served. So when I'm creating those goals, yes, there's a monetary value attached to it, but at the end of the day, it's always soul served. So I'm counting how many souls are coming into my space. How many we're getting in the untethered group? How many are jumping on the sovereign session? How many are signing up to financial sovereignty? How many are going into stage two, stage three? How many are going into visionary mastermind? How many going into wealth was like, how many people are buying Oracle decks? How many people, and it's not dollar values, it's soul served. how many people, how many lives can I touch? How many souls can I touch? How many people can experience the Abbey Rose How magic? many
1: people are you helping every day? That is where the expansion's at.
0: 100% every time.
1: Yeah. Wow. Every
0: time. So if you want to create a goal for yourself, look at your revenue streams and look at the served right and then you want to create you want to create like a product suite or an offer suite around that and this is what i do for people in the soul streams right they give me their business they answer some questions i look at it help them create some revenue streams right because there's always room for creation there's always there's always ways that you can make money and you can monetize yourself in Beautiful. a way that you're giving back but it's just Um, people are so focused on the end result that they don't realize what it actually takes to provide that service or that product, right? Because I look at the value of my business or I look at the value of the amounts that have come in over the years and I just go, fucking wow. Do you know how much energy, time, effort, attention, love, care, nurturing planning, developing has actually gone into that. Like it blows my brain out. And it's, and it's a testament that I run my first ever in-person event and there's 130 people there because that's a testament to the souls that we're serving.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Oh, oh.
0: anyway. That was a big long rant from abby rose wow. about
1: money <laughs> thing is so i love it i
0: froth it but I guess could talk what, about guess it what? the funny
1: thing is days. everyone knows i'm not the i'm not the numbers person here mm. right um however i love numbers before i met abby rose this lovely lady next to me i <sighs> detested looking at my bank accounts i stressed about every bill that came in i literally and even if and i actually micromanaged it to the detriment of myself right
0: i remember a conversation with you claudine yes where i knew i knew you were abundant but you refused to accept it and you were like oh but this and this and i'm like Uh what are you fucking talking about this is completely fabricated scarcity
1: Uh uh-huh and literally i'd say like give this lady few weeks a few weeks only a few weeks it just clicked everything just clicked everything moved over there is literally ease grace and flow to everything and I'm not from a place of like oh my gosh can I do this can I do that oh I better not do this it's like you know keep yourself small it's the opposite of that and it's not stressful I do not have I used to have budgets did I stick to any of them in my notes in my phone didn't stick to any of them I no longer have that rigid list and you know what? You know how you're talking about that's that like the abundance chest? The abundance chest is abundant. Of course it is. Yeah. Of
0: course it is. So can you remember a time in your life where you ever felt that previously?
1: The the, the abundant chest mm. financially or in other areas? Financially. No, I was always kind of on tender hooks. I felt like I was always walking on eggshells, even if I had a windfall. Even yeah. if I had some success, I actually never even claimed the success. Yeah,
0: because you know when you receive that, you go, "Holy fuck! What do I do with it?"
1: That was really stressful yeah. for me. It'd be like, right. "Oh my gosh!" I felt I actually felt tense, and then I was scared to even have it. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, because you're like, this is where people also reject money. Yeah. yeah, when it comes in, they don't want it to come in because it'll stress them out because they don't know where to put it, what to do with it, or it'll come in and they'll just spend it and i'll look back and go i have no idea what i spent all of that on right so um i think that's also a testament to you stepping into your legacy work right so when you started with me um it was more of a a pa support report support role yes and now you're like full legacy full mission you're showing up every day in that
1: because I had, the, had it in my head and all the things, we talk about how every part of your life is little drops in the bucket to where you're meant to be, right? Yeah. Now, I knew all of that, but it was almost like my own scarcity was holding me back from living my mission. And yeah. I see a lot of our clients like that. Mm. It's holding them back instead of just going, when mm. you actually dive in and you're if sitting on a fence, when you actually jump over to the other side, mm-hmm. look, one thing we do get t- said a lot, oh, why don't I just jump over sooner? Why didn't oh, I do it, sooner? But you know, I, know we're all I was literally speaking to someone
0: yesterday. Um, I was working with a client and just assisting. Um, I do a lot of pro bono work. People don't really know about it, but there's just one person that from I just remember, I remember like five years ago when he shared his mission. His he just said something yeah. to me, and I just remembered, I was like, I'm a fucking stand for that. No matter what, I'll help. No matter what, I'll help you because I'm a stand for that. That needs to happen, right? And five years on, he's still, you know, getting around. Not really like, you know, he's obviously He's growing. It's happening. It's It's always gonna happen. But I, I just feel that little piece of like. There's just these pieces that need to land yes. so it can really come to light. But I still always say I'm just to stand for that mission, mm. and I see that vision for your life and what that will create in our community. And no matter what, but he he keeps himself small because it's like he doesn't want to go over certain thresholds. He doesn't want to go over the GST thresholds because bass stresses because in, him the public, out. in the public. In the
1: public, these are the restrictions. Whereas yeah. in the private, they don't even exist
0: no restrictions so like even the idea and the concept of having to do a bass oh well I'll just keep my income under under that threshold or even the idea of having to do the taxes like I've always helped him and even though he's got my help he's still delayed it three years (laughs) we finally finally looked at it and I was like man we gotta go private you gotta go private but yeah I just um yeah, it's just really interesting, you know, it's got to be in, in your own time, in Absolutely. your own space. And I just see how all these constraints around financial management really disempower people. And, you know, it's we can let it go. We really can let it go. We don't need any of that anymore. Um, we get to do business and we get to do finances in a way that feels good for us. And yeah. if financial management doesn't feel good for you,
1: there's another way there is another way don't do it wow well we unpacked a lot there yeah we did i do love the word conscious and spending in the same sentence so yes any more questions that you have hello at abbyrose.org is our email address as you know
0: so we've got a couple of things coming up so wealth wisdom the next round round 11
1: um, is going to be
0: launching in a couple of weeks so um, we've got such an amazing group in this one so we're doing money management next week that's exciting but if you want more information on the next round of wealth wisdom now's the time to get in Um, we've got a financial sovereignty um untethered session next week next tuesday
1: 12 o'clock um brisbane time
0: yes so um any uh, new members um if you want to start the path to financial sovereignty that's what you need to jump onto and then visionary mastermind. This has Ooh, been so is, long in the a, making. I'm so excited. Yes. So we've wanted to do this for a long time, just like traveling Australia. So um, that's going to be here in my home. Um, limited spaces only. Three days. Deep dive. Immersion. All things public, private. All things spiritual upgrades. All things wow. business. Business upgrades. Money upgrades. How do people
1: apply for that?
0: Um, so just send me a DM or drop a comment. Um, yeah. we've already got three people that oh, are cool. that are locked in space, and so. it definitely um I'm capping it at 12 because okay, um, I just I want to be able to dive deep into people's businesses and their legacies because it's very cookie cutter cookie cutter doesn't exist anymore so yeah. you need to have these spaces where you can actually get that more one-on-one um, assistance and support so I'm very excited for visionary mastermind so if you want to know more about that but other than that we've got um all the usual stuff wednesday cuppa and chats untethered podcast yeah the space is growing lots of stuff happening so gold coast event 28th of september 130 people in the perth event let's let's yes let's aim so
1: if you're in southeast queensland northern new south wales we would love to welcome you
0: yes these live events are next level. Like I've done them online for like two and a
1: half years, but to do it in, in the person. Room. The energy in the room last Thursday was epic. It was beautiful, just beautiful. All right, we've got to get on. We've got, to go. we got right. a VIP
0: call, monthly VIP. Love all you right, guys. love See you yeah. all. Thank you, bye-bye. And that's a wrap for this episode of Untethered with Abby Rose and Claudine Jane. We are so grateful that you are here and open to educating yourself around your sovereignty.
1: Remember, our conversation doesn't end here. Every Wednesday, we jump on our live in our Facebook group for a cuppa and a chat, where we share even more insights and knowledge with you.
0: If you're not a member of our online Facebook community, we would love for you to join us in our space, filled with shared experiences and empowering
1: discussions. We've attached the link for this in the podcast description. Until Until next time, stay in your power and intuition. intuition.